Is everybody in? Is everybody in? The show is about to begin. This is Dan from Stryker, and you're listening to The Concerts That Made Us.
Dan, you're very welcome to the show. Hey man, thanks for having me. It's fantastic. Now I'm looking forward to diving into your music over the next bit. So Striker recently released the track Give It All. You describe it as written for an 80s action movie that doesn't exist. Tell us a bit more about it. Yeah, so uh, I mean, for the longest time, I've been a big fan of, I mean, just 80s music, 80s movies, that kind of stuff. And uh, I think I've also been equally a huge fan of just like the montage music that goes along with it, like movies like Over the Top, where you've got uh, what was it? Uh, Sammy Hagar did the, the the montage song for that and stuff. And then like Eye of the Tiger and things like that. I've always liked those songs for whatever reason. I mean, they're just cool. But um, and so we when we were writing this song originally, the 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 lead guitar line uh, or the the saxophone was originally just like a lead guitar. And we were like, why don't we try? You know, I was like listening to Eddie Money or something like that, like Take Me Home Tonight. It's just like, you know, that would be cool if that was like a saxophone in there. And then, uh, yeah, we were luckily we were able to get a guy to. Uh, to do the saxophone on the song and it kind of fit the mood right like fit the vibe of the song definitely did definitely did i was actually going to ask how did you manage to get tim capello on why is he wearing a balaclava, a balaclava in the video <laughs> <laughs> man i like as an afterthought that would have been so amazing if we could have i mean even if he was just available to play on it i, I hadn't even thought of that at the time like we we got a, a guy uh randy villars who he actually did saxophone on uh a new kids on the block album and was the saxophone player in Bootsy Collins band. Oh man. So it is like a guy who's way, way better musician than we are. <laughs> it was just like, it took him like two seconds to record that and was like, there you go. So. <laughs> you know, how do you go about creating such an authentic sounding eighties action movie song, you know, and make it sound like it was actually genuinely released back in the eighties. I, that's just years of listening to that style of music i guess we've, we've uh perfected the nuances i guess but uh yeah i think it's uh um in the technical side of like the songwriting i guess it's like i've always liked um guitar riffs that have a lot of space so like um a really good example would be rocky like a hurricane it's like dan space dan space dan you know what I mean? So it's yeah. like a lot of a lot of newer metal, uh, it, like everything's full all the time, like the everything's ringing out all the time, or everything's chugging, or everything's being picked the whole time. And uh, I find that that's a big part of like '80s, the '80s sound is like that that space in between the riff kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah I got gotcha. you. Secret sauce. <laughs> <laughs> you know, do you think there's much of a market these days? You know, because when you sit back and think of it, you're like, nah, it's the 80s, no one's interested. But then when you find a song like this, people are like eating it up. Yeah, I mean, I think it's always, it's funny that, that 80s stuff, I mean, you know, we weren't, I was born in 88, so I wasn't necessarily around listening to music in the 80s. So I don't know what it is that I like so much about it, but I just, I just like it. And uh, I think a lot of people are the same way. Regardless of whether it's like uh, strictly metal or if it's just like the the movies or especially I, if you're into horror movies, it's like that's a big part of that culture is just like everything that came out in the 80s. So, uh, I mean, musically, 
yeah like we didn't get into writing 80s metal to like get rich <laughs> so, <laughs> so we're not too worried about the the there being a market for it necessarily but um yeah we just enjoy doing it so Right, right. Well, you do it well anyway, I have to say that. <laughs> and, you know, walk us through the video. It has everything. I was watching it and I was like, where's the training montage? Next thing, a training montage starts and you even have like the rooftop helicopter shop. Or shop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> walk us through it. Uh, yeah, we just wanted to do something that was like sort of tongue in cheek a little bit you know a little bit like deadpan humor kind of just you know staring at the camera it's like we we obviously know it's a ridiculous song and so we figured we we got to get the the visuals have to match in some way so uh yeah we ended up filming that actually it's at our um our guitar player's aunt's house she's got a, a really nice house and we were like that's perfect for this we've we've had a few house parties there in the past and we're like yeah this would be a good uh good fit for that and then uh yeah we just i don't know we just kind of thought you know what can we do to make it give it that vibe where it's it's expensive but in like the, the, the stupidest way you could possibly be <laughs> yeah <laughs> well it's pure entertainment and you know the track is off your upcoming album ultra power it's your seventh full length what what can we expect from this one uh this one's got a lot uh it's the the first album in I don't know, I guess maybe like eight or nine years that we've recorded with a producer. So we, we went to uh, Michigan to record with Josh Schroeder, Schrader, who um, he's he's known for stuff like Lorna Shore and like, you know, the most brutal. It's like deathcore and stuff like that. And, <laughs> right. and we ended up going to him because we were like, it would be funny to see what happens. Right. Like. Uh, you know, we what we didn't realize was he's just a really great producer across the board. So it's not like he was like, oh, we have to do deathcore stuff in your music. It's like, no, we just he was he was just good at, you know, anything. So we, you know, we went in there thinking like, oh, we might come out the other side with like a crazy deathcore album or something like that. <laughs> and it, it was just it, that's always the case for us. We're like, this is going to be our craziest album ever. And then it just sounds like us in the end. Because that's our just our natural instincts are just like oh yeah this should be like this or whatever but um but yeah this the, the album has a lot of a lot of different songs I think there's a lot of strange character to each track and uh, uh, we just had a lot of fun with it we we weren't it, it's like we always take things this might be a Canadian thing but we we take it seriously but we don't take ourselves seriously right <laughs> kind of like. Yeah, we're just having fun doing the music that we like and then, uh, you know, hope, hopefully other people like it too. Yeah, yeah. You kind of, when you look into you guys, you seem like a bunch of friends just having fun. And on the face, it's like, right, these guys don't take it seriously. But then you listen to the music and as you said, it's the perfect mix of not taking yourself seriously, but taking the music seriously. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, like, we are all friends, too. Like, uh, um, the band has had some member changes, but luckily we've been able to, like, you know, continue to just find people who, who we know or friends or, you know, it's like uh, Simon, who this is his first album with us. He was it. He came in the band um, 
like it, maybe it was like 2016 to do some touring with us uh, when our other guitar player, Chris, had left. And then Chris came back and then Simon, you know, he stepped out because he was just doing the touring. And then when uh, Chris left again, Simon came back. So it was like we've, we've been friends for a long time. Uh, we've all been playing in the same, you know, local scene for forever. So and then uh, Pete, our bass player, uh, we knew him way back and then he moved to Japan for seven years. So he's just like gone, but you know, we'd see him on Twitter now and again, like retweeting our posts and stuff like that. And, and, uh, but all in Japanese, we were like, Oh, that's crazy. So, and then he ended up moving back. Uh, and then we were looking for a bass player and he was just, he just sent us a message to be like, Hey, I play bass. And we're like, Oh really? Like sick. Let's do it. So yeah, it's been, it's, it's we, we've been lucky to be able to get so many like rad dudes in the mm. band so yeah it's been yeah. lots of fun yeah definitely and you know when you complete a body of work such as this album personally how do you kind of look back on it in your mind um usually like I, it depends how long it's been sometimes it'll be like here's all the things I should have done differently on this album <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> oh, I should have done that like whatever uh but like right now I'm I, I still really enjoy the album um I mean it's been recorded for almost a year now so yeah it's like it takes that long to get everything sort of sorted out and released but uh yeah, I still like the album, so that's a good sign. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Have you you've obviously had the chance to play some of the tracks live then, have you? No, not yet actually. Really? <laughs> yeah, so uh when when we finished in the in the studio, our our drummer left the band and that sort of left us with like well, no drummer, so we were like and and we weren't in a super huge hurry to try and find a replacement. Um just because in the past we've you know we've sort of quickly rushed into being like oh yeah you can come on in and then and then maybe without um explaining the the tribulations of what it is to be in a band not everybody's interested in all that you know like let's go on tour for six weeks and stuff like that so um yeah so that, that's part of the reason and then we've just been super busy with like we're an independent band we just basically do everything ourselves so we, we've been busy doing like the music videos and and getting everything set up for the release and all that stuff it's like a surprising amount of work um you know and everybody's still working their own day jobs and stuff like that so um it hasn't been too hard for us to not play shows but we're also really looking forward to actually getting out and playing shows this year which i mean last year i think we only played two shows and which is like weird for us usually it's like somewhere in the ballpark of like 80 to 100 shows in a year something like that but yeah <laughs> that that's a big drop off how did you kind of i'd imagine it was like you had a massive itch you couldn't scratch then how did you deal with it yeah um i, I don't know <laughs> we just like luckily i think because we've been busy doing other stuff for the band like um you know if it, if it was like the album's been out and we haven't played any shows we'd be like in, in rough shape i think but because we were st still busy like you know getting everything sorted out getting the artwork getting all the you know this stuff there was always something going on so it's sort of easy for us to be like oh what well you know there's something still going on with the band so um but it it is super weird because I, I think in the in the end 
the the two things we love about being in a band are is making music and then playing it live. So it's sort of like, you know, we're missing half of the reason. Yeah, true, true. And you know, in the past, you guys have won so many awards. I mean, the Juno Awards, Western Canadian Music Awards, the Edmonton Music Awards. Bit of a weird question now, but how does that impact new music? Is it intimidating? Are you kind of thinking, right, how do we follow on from a, an award-winning album? Uh, not really. Like, <laughs> right. No, we, 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 I never really thought about it. I, I, it's like one of those things where I, I think this is probably uh, similar to a lot of people who are in metal. Uh, it's like, it's never been about that kind of thing, you know, like, it's almost like the the counterculture person in me is like, I don't even need that award or whatever. You know <laughs> what I mean? Although we, it it is awesome. It it is super fun to like talk about, and uh, you know, like uh, it is like a good thing to have on your resume as like a, a musician and a band. Uh, I think it helps people take you seriously too a little bit. You know, as much as we don't take ourselves seriously, it's nice to have that to be like, well, actually, you know, we kind of. You know, we do take it serious, but, uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's nice to have, but we don't worry too much about like upholding that. I think the the biggest thing for us is we're in a race with. Do you know the band Unleash the Archers? Mm. So they're they're from Western Canada as well. We we won a Juno the year before them, and we're we're good friends, and so now we're racing to see if we can win one. A second one before they win a second one right right see i mean that's a, that's maybe we maybe neither of us win ever again but um <laughs> it's always just like we're just trying to like one up each other and see you know it's like it's like oh you guys might have sold more albums but look at this here <laughs> yeah exactly exactly and how are uh how is it holding up at the moment any critics saying either one has the the lead Oh, um, I mean, <laughs> in the last little bit, Unleash the Archers has kind of like exploded as a band. So we're just kind of like, hey, don't forget about <laughs> us, bro. Like, you know, but um, but you never know when it comes down to the uh, the critics that that vote for this stuff. You, you never know. Mm, Maybe true. they like the saxophone because I, I know for a fact that they don't have a saxophone on their new album. Well, see, you're that bit ahead already. <laughs> and, you know, at this point, I'd like to dive into your history when it comes to music to give the listeners a sense of who you are. It's a bit of a tricky one, but can you remember your earliest musical memory? Yep. I think the one I remember the most is I would have been maybe, I think here, six maybe grade one maybe around there somewhere five or six um my dad had a vinyl record of uh what the heck is it called what's the band okay the, the song is money for nothing yeah yeah what, uh dire straits dire straits that's it yeah so that album i remember i remember listening to the riff at the start of that and being like sick R riffs are <laughs> sick like that was sort of like that's the first one i really remember and i and maybe it's because i just have remembered it so many times but um and i i just remember the the cover it has like the the what do you call that guitar uh it's like a, it's kind of like a slide guitar or whatever dobro i think maybe it's called 
but um anyways i i remember that uh, pretty vividly yeah doing some air, air guitar with the uh tennis racket <laughs> and you know what's the for us listeners over here over this side of the world what's the music scene like in in canada the rock metal scene uh, it's really good um there's been a lot of bands coming out of especially western canada right now um finally like a lot of bands that we've kind of grown up with that have been doing little things here and there are finally starting to like get serious and get out there and tour and stuff like that so it's really awesome to see um i mean metal's a big part of uh our culture up here in edmonton where it's a little bit farther north it's a little bit more blue collar i'd say up here and uh i mean like our hockey team skates out to metallica and stuff like that you know <laughs> right. it's, it's it's definitely part of the the vibe here um so yeah, like it's the scene is good. I I think the hardest part for us, particularly up as north as we are, it's it's been harder to get shows to come up here, which is a bummer. Like we for a while we had lots, and then I don't know, there's some some politicking going on or something like that. Live Nation, that kind of thing. Just some tours just aren't getting up here, which is too bad. So it's like then the closest place we can go usually is like a 12 hour drive or you have to f fly there. So oh, it's lovely. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're in a band and you're listening, don't skip Edmonton. Yeah, exactly. You exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, growing up then, how did your local scene influence your sound? I guess like the, the, the group of people that we hung around in high school, we were all into like classic metal. And then, I don't know, we, it was a weird little like group of people that just all loved, like, we're like, okay, Iron Maiden, Juice Priest, you know, all that stuff. And then, um, and then we, once we got to the age where we could go to the bar, we would go to like the, like the rock and metal bars. And then you meet some of the older guys there with the patch vest jacket on. And they're like, they're like, oh, you you like that? Like, you got to listen to this, 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 and this. So it's like that sort of like molded us. That got us into like all like the sort of more obscure, like speed metal and and I and like the European like power metal stuff like that. So, um, yeah, we had lots of uh, you know like seasoned veterans of the metal scene kind of <laughs> guide us and show us new music and stuff like that. So yeah, it was really good. I like it. I like it. You know, it's called concerts that made us. So I have to ask you, as a concert gore, what concerts do you think have made you? It's probably more the concert DVDs that I've watched that have made me. Right. <laughs> like I've been a lot, like uh, early on, I, I went to, you know, like a few bigger concerts. Like I think the first concert I ever went to was maybe Velvet Revolver. Oh, man weird one but yeah and then uh and then shortly after that was like i think van halen and then uh i think ozzy something like that but oh, uh <laughs> yeah i mean one of the concerts that made us was the uh in in 2011 this is like early 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 on in our like the we had just put out our first full-length album we we won a contest uh in edmonton to open for metallica for, <laughs> right. two, for two for two nights in a row at the big like the stadium right like yeah and, holy uh, crap 
Yeah, it was crazy. So it was like we peaked so early in our career. We're just like, oh, open for Metallica. We've played like, you know, 20 shows or something like that at the time. And uh, so, yeah, we like that was amazing. And, and one of the things that was so surprising about that is when we we got to meet the guys from Metallica, like they were just around all the time. They would be they, they were kind of forced to walk past where we were. So we got all to right. talk to them. <laughs> we were like there all day. We never left. We we're like, oh, we're, we're going to see these guys. But they were so cool. Like uh, the first night we were sound checking and they uh, James Hetfield came in and they, they had like a camera crew following them for this because they had a bunch of behind the scenes stuff they were doing. That was for their their movie that through the never. They played like warm up shows before they filmed like the main one. So, uh, yeah, like he came in and walked up on stage while we were sound checking and said hello to us and stuff. And it's like we're we're in there. It's funny we're in like the uh, the one of the behind the scenes uh, videos on YouTube from that. You can see us. It's like it's like looking into the past, it's like ten <laughs> years ago. It's like oh, this, these guys are young. <laughs> oh man. So yeah, we got that was like a concert that gave us a real taste of like wow, this is insane to play on a stage this big and with this kind of like production going on and and just like you know that was very inspiring for us and so we've just been chasing that high ever since <laughs> yeah yeah jesus that'd be like at that stage in your career like winning the lotto but when you're playing with guys like metallica then especially that early what do you learn i mean uh, the main thing we learned what well you can't see anything on stage when there's a spotlight on you. It's <laughs> yeah. like, I was like, I might fall off the stage because you just can't see anything. <laughs> that was funny. But um, uh, other than that, it was, I think the biggest thing I took away from that was just that those guys are really nice still. Like they're just nice people. They, they weren't, I mean, maybe they're not nice to everybody. You know, the opening band that won the, the contest maybe they have to be nice to us or whatever but they were they went like above and beyond like they talked to us all the time they actually uh lars so what happened was we we were in like a because they had so much film stuff going on because they're doing like the 3d movie uh they didn't have like a room really for us so we were kind of just like out on the floor you know in the back part of the the stadium there and uh they kind of had to walk past us all the time to get like where you get dropped off to where their dressing room was, was we were like in between that. So they walked past all the time. And the second day, um, Lars came by with, he had the newspaper and was like showing us the review of the show from the night before. And then he was like, why are you guys out here? It's like, you don't have a dressing room. And we're like, no, nah, no, nah. they said they don't have room. And he's just like, that's crazy. Oh, uh, he, what did he say? He said, uh, even when we opened for Megadeth, they gave us a dressing room or something like that. <laughs> so we were like, okay. Um, anyway, so he walks off and then our uh, guitar player at the time came back over and he's like, I just heard Lars yelling at someone to like get us a green room. Right. So he, yeah. So he, he like tore a strip off of someone and got us a green room with like a cooler full of beer and all this stuff. And it was just like, wow, that was crazy. It's like they, there's no way he needed to do that, but that was really cool. So yeah, I think that's something that we try and, you know, try and just be nice to everybody. Right. Like if shit, if Metallica is still nice to people, it's like, you know, we ought to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And you know, you've played at this stage, you've played over 1000 shows. You've played some of the biggest festivals across Europe and North America, but 
for any listeners that haven't caught one of your shows, what are they like? Um, for our live shows, we do, we just try and have like a a good vibe. A lot of energy. I mean, a lot of people always comment that we're smiling a lot on stage. Right. And it's funny because it's like, well, yeah, I mean, like, it's fun. Like, why wouldn't we be smiling? But I mean, you know, if you go see like, you know, Belphegor or Immortal or something like that, it's like, yeah, that makes sense that they're not smiling. But like for us, it's like, yeah, man, we're having fun. This is what we love to do. So, um, yeah, that and like not a lot of bands are doing the uh, everybody sings in the band. Right, right. We we do all the harmonies on the album live to to the best of our ability. <laughs> it doesn't always sound perfect, but um, and I think a lot of people are really surprised by that because a lot of the time it'll be like maybe one one other guy in the band does backing vocals or something like that. But with us, it's everybody singing, so it's it's fun to fun to see. Yeah, yeah, it sounds it sounds it. And you know, if you think back on all the gigs you've played. Bar the Metallica one. Is the one that sticks out in your mind is the most perfect experience you've had? I'm trying to think. There's been a lot of really cool ones. Um, we we did get a chance to play at Valken, and that whole experience was just like like a perfect experience. Like the weather was nice. We 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 got there early and we're able to like hang out backstage for like a few days, you know, which is like I mean, that's a huge bonus. It was like, you know, sometimes we originally we thought we're like, okay, we we get we get to go the day we play and we can hang out that night and then we got to get out of there. But then we we asked them, we're like, if we come early, can we stay? And they're like, of course. So we just like hung out the whole time, you know. We got like we were like side stage watching like uh, some of the big bands and and that kind of thing. So it was just like, wow, that was that was so fun. And that, and that's the type of thing when you're like first starting out, you're like, man. Wouldn't it be amazing to play at Valken? Like that's like sort of like the top level, and then to get there and and then it be like so hospitable, and we can just like do whatever we want, and yeah, you know, you wouldn't watch be expecting. Yeah, no, and and I mean, we were super lucky with the weather too because it can get like really muddy and stuff, but it was just like perfect weather. It was awesome. So that was sort of like a. Like that was like the perfect show. Mm, the stars aligned. <laughs> yeah. And here's where the fun part comes in. If you think back on all the gigs, is there one that sticks out as the worst? And how did you overcome it? Oh, man. <laughs> how much time do you have? <laughs> how many do you want to know about? Um, uh, we had one show where, and I mean, these ones are always tricky because it's like, the, this this show was bad because we didn't get proper promotion and we were like it wasn't like it was just like so we showed up we set up all of our gear we sound checked and then we waited and just like no one showed up oh man we we're just like we we're just like what what happened like they're like oh well there's a big concert going on in town it was like a smaller place and like a smaller town and they're like oh yeah like glass tiger or something was playing or, or some some canadian band and um we just yeah like nobody came and we were just like does nobody know about this show and so we set everything up and then we just started packing it all up because we're just like okay and everybody's in a real bad mood it was like raining outside and all this stuff and then <laughs> and then like one person showed up 
and was like, hey, you guys are going to play? And we're like, no, we're done. <laughs> dude. We're out of here. Sorry. We'll give you a refund for your ticket or whatever. It was just like, damn. that was like humbling too, because that wasn't even that long ago. And then it was, so we played a tour with Steel Panther. And so we went from like uh, that show on the way to the Steel Panther gigs and then played like sold out shows you know with huge crowds and everything like right after it was like like two days later it was just like what the hell is this (laughs) yeah it was a very weird experience but uh that one was not great um well yeah i mean that's not the only time we've had a show like that we played in uh the uk uh new newton i think it's called in 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 i think that's in england somewhere Sounds like an English place anyway. (laughs) Yeah, like that one was like two people came and one was on the guest list and one was a press guy. And we were like, what happened? Like, there's no way there's only two people in this town who want to see a show tonight. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It happens, but yeah, whatever. Did you play that night? Yeah, yeah, we did play that night. I mean, we usually we do. Like, even if the show is like, you know a bummer or like it just doesn't go the way we thought it would go it's at least just an opportunity to uh to practice and and usually we you know for the most part we've we've had the the motto of you know even if one person pays to see you you have to put on the same show right like it's like you know they don't show a different movie if you if only one person goes to see it right so it's so like you know it's a good way to look at it. (laughs) And when it comes to showtime, then how do you guys psych yourselves up? And then afterwards, how do you wind down? Uh, Just a couple beers. Right. (laughs) That's the secret. It's awesome. (laughs) Yeah, really. I mean, um, yeah, we don't, we don't do too much. We just, yeah, a couple beers, get on stage, a couple beers after. Really good. Simple enough. (laughs) Simple enough. (laughs) and you know when you think of the band down the line say three to five years how would you like to evolve or is there any plans to evolve do you want to you know have you find have you found the perfect recipe as it is do you think yeah it's 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 hard to say because like on on this album we we were sort of just like i i think we're slowly getting to be a band that that's just like more of uh the influence of all the members in the past there's been like okay it's maybe just me doing a lot of the writing and then um you know and it, i think it helped working with the producer to be like actually that is a good idea you should change part of your song to be more like this and then you know instead of me being like no it'd be like <laughs> okay yeah sure um but yeah i i don't know i uh i have a lot of ideas about where the band could go i mean i do really want to do um i'm I'm really big into you know more heavy music like heavier music like thrash and death metal and stuff like that and i i do think it would be fun to like throw a curveball at people and just be like here's here's the heaviest album we've ever done right you know next that's the next one but um it's hard to know because it's it's sort of like that would be uh like just for myself you know maybe <laughs> wouldn't wouldn't serve the uh the band as a whole or something like that but yeah we'll see i i mean i think this album definitely leans a little bit to the like lighter sort of more rock side 
Um, and, and then I think usually when we when we lean too pretty far one way, we end up trying to compensate by going back the other way. So maybe the next one will be a little crazier. I don't know. Right, right. How do you think your fan base would react? Would you be worried about alienating some of them? Oh, I mean, if they're not already alienated. <laughs> <laughs> it's always funny because it's like even um, we recorded our first EP, Road Warrior, and then right when we re- released our first actual full-length album, we went to Europe for the first time and played a festival. And a guy came up to me and told me he didn't like my singing on the new album and he liked it better on the EP. And I was like, bro, I didn't know how to sing. Like that, that's why it sounds like that. That's why it's like, it was just like so funny. I'm like, damn, we have like hardly even started. And there's already people telling us they like our earlier stuff. It's like, we only put out an EP. It's like, I like the EP better than the album. It's just like, (laughs) damn. It's like, okay, it's going to be like this the whole time for sure. So, um, yeah, I think a lot of, I think people who get the band know that we're just, you know, we, we just write music. Like we're not necessarily trying to be or do anything particular it's just like we write the stuff that we like and then if people like it i mean people are always going to kind of put it in a box and be like you know this is not this kind of thing or you know this is i like thrash and i don't like this or whatever it's like yeah that's fair it's like that's okay you can do that It's a load. It's a load. And yeah, before we uh, dive into the last couple of questions, then future plans for the rest of the year after the album comes out, do you've gigs lined up. What can you tell us? Yeah, we got a couple of festivals lined up right now. We're still looking into some touring options. Um, it's a little harder these days to sort of nail that stuff down. Uh, like the the logistics of touring is is a bit more brutal than it used to be. Like we had to can we had to cancel a trip to Europe last summer because we were like. We don't want to lose ten thousand dollars. Like, like right. that's like it's a good reason. You know, that it, we'd love to go, but it's like we can't take like a financial hit that hard. It's like that'd be like the end of the band. It'd be like too much, right? Like, yeah. yeah. Like, how do we take ourselves out of that? So, and I mean, it, it's always funny. You see comments from people that be like, "Well, they could have come." It's like, mm, <laughs> not really. It's like, no, yeah, we could have come, but then I'd have to. We'd have to sell the tour van and like. <laughs> like that kind of thing so um but yeah so we we got a couple festivals coming up uh there's the legions of metal festival in chicago and then we have uh, that's in may and then Prague power in atlanta in september and then we're just looking at tours we'd love to get back over to europe again because it's always fun and we've always had a great time there so um still looking for the right tour for that one but uh i'm sure we'll find something fingers crossed fingers crossed i'd absolutely love to see you guys over here at some yeah, stage yeah. this year or next year be a hell of a time and uh we'll dive into the last few so these are a couple of random odd music questions but i'm intrigued to see your answers the first one it's easy what are you currently obsessed with it can be anything at all now currently i'm a, a, a musically Probably uh, the band Kvelertak. I don't know if you've heard them. They're from uh, Norway. It's a cool, cool band. Kind of like an eclectic mix of uh, all kinds of things. Really great. <laughs> really great. Yeah. Sounds interesting. I don't want to do too much of a promo for them, but they're they're <laughs> great. And then uh, aside from that, like uh, it sounds funny, but like uh, color grading in 
like uh for video yeah i can't stop i got i'm looking at that because i i've been editing the videos for the band and it's just like there's so much to learn and it's just like another thing to do and i'm just like oh there's like a whole world of like you know it's like first first i was into you know the you know recording the music and there's like a endless world of you know youtube videos and tips and stuff like that and then and then there's the same thing with video so it's just like man i got sink a ton of time into that right now <laughs> yeah oh god that sounds like i'd be like oh i don't even want to open that can of worms i have enough to do over here <laughs> i know right <laughs> oh man and the next one so if you could collaborate with any musician from history who would it be and what sort of song would you create oh might be it might be eddie van halen which would be sick i i think like van halen's uh just in general the band is like an i guess they're not underrated songwriters <laughs> they're 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 rated <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah i think that would be lots of fun to uh you know i've it's always been super inspirational and i just happened to lately have been talking with a couple friends about listening to the entire van halen discography in one sitting right and like about seven hours long that's like <laughs> yeah. watching like all the lord of the rings movies or something like that just yeah. like I, I think it would be fun to just listen like front to back whole thing case I of beer actually. yeah be yeah <laughs> when you mention lord of the rings it, it could be done when you said it first i was oh, like yeah. geez that's a lot but no you can watch all the lord of the rings in one sitting so yeah and that's about <laughs> the same right if they yeah. if it's the extended ones it's like 12 hours so <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> And the final one, what song would appear on the soundtrack to your life? Um, let's go. This is a funny one. So you, people will have to watch the video and listen to the song. Uh, Man Behind the Oxygen Mask. Right. Uh, and the, the song, that's the song title. And the band is The Good, The Bad, and The Zugly. <laughs> Right. Oh, because yeah. you got to listen to it. It's funny. The whole song's about sleep apnea. So it's like, <laughs> I get roasted all the time because we're on tour, you know, be sleeping and, you know, some people snore, some people don't. And then I always get like made fun of it. Like, bro, you definitely have sleep apnea. I'm like, no, dude, I don't. And they're like, I heard it. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. be that one. So <laughs> yeah, it could be a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Listen, Dan, it's been a blast now. Thanks a million. Yeah, thank you so much, man. Appreciate it.
Hey guys, I really hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please rate and review us on iTunes and Spotify. And if you're interested in signing up the Band Builder Academy, use the link in the show notes below and enter the code CONCERTS and you'll receive 10% off. So, until next time, keep rocking. Hey, hey, what are you guys still doing there? The show is over. It's over. You can go home. Go on. We'll see you next time. We'll be here.